Not everything metal was created equal. What an ugly thing to say. The Metal Sucks Podcast. Chickity Chuck and Godless attempt to bring order to chaos or just make stupid jokes about dumb people. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast. Greetings and salutations, my fine metal friends. Welcome to another edition of the Metal Sucks Podcast, the Slayer Repentless Listening Party Edition. I'm Chuck. (laughs) I'm Godless. And uh, and you can find us all over the place. Make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. Don't forget about that because, you know, if you weren't, maybe you might just miss this one because it came up on, uh, on September 11th and you're going, wait, why is this podcast here? Uh, it's because it's a special day that Slayer is releasing their brand new record, and uh, and we've got we put together something special for you. So yeah, it's kind of a big deal. Chuck, we were talking to Dave Windorf just the last episode of the Metal Sucks podcast. We we're talking to Dave Windorf, the uh, the genius behind Monster Magnet. And yeah. He's talking about how there's so much music; it's tough to get excited about new True. music before because there's so much quantity. And I got to tell you, this is the first new slayer album in six years man and i am so stoked for new slayer i mean i'm like standing at the store at midnight before the thing got released i'm opening up the shrink wrap with my fingers like like fumbling with the the plastic i mean that i broke the jewel case already you know what i mean it's like god damn it i'm excited for new slayer and and this is a special event this is a day that that should be celebrated slayer fans everywhere should be thrilled because man it wasn't that long ago where we thought today wasn't even likely that's true that's true there's a there's a point where we thought slayer may not be anymore but come on, it's fucking Slayer. What are you? What are you? What are you gonna do? I mean, come on. There, there's no way, no way in hell there wasn't gonna be a new Slayer record. It, it is startling to think though that it has been six years since we've had a Slayer record. That, that's kind of surprising when you really kind of when you think about it. And we've had the pleasure of listening to it. If you uh, have not listened to it yet, and you're 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 this is the way you're introducing yourself to the album. All I gotta say is get pumped man i love this album it's good it's you're gonna you're gonna love it too and and so we yeah we, we built an awesome cast of people to kind of walk through the entire album so well. if you're listening to this podcast you're not going to get any of that music like just so you know you're not going to get any of that music where what's going to happen is we're going to sync this up with the album that you already have so if you've got it streaming on spotify if you've got it uh if you bought it on itunes if you got the hard disk if you shit if you if you bought the lp if you got the Go, the Master Iron Eagle box set thing that they put out, if you got that, that's what you need to put on right now and be ready because we are going to give you something that uh, that nobody else has and probably uh, will be imitated later uh, you know, by other people <laughs> because this is something cool. We've assembled a great cast of characters, and what's going to happen is, is we've synced it up with the record. So when we say play, you hit play, and when we say pause, you hit pause, and we're going to do it like every couple of songs. And not for very long, because we want it to be, you know, the album's only about 42 minutes long. So we don't want it to be too much longer than that. We really want to get into it and talk about the record and talk about Slayer and what this means in the Slayer canon and got the perfect the perfect group of people to do that for you. Absolutely. So all right, real quick, in no particular order, right? Ian Christie, 
of the amazing, amazing uh, Roots, Bloody Roots show on uh, uh, Sirius XM. I'm also a radio guy, and, and I and I hate to say it, but that that okay, it's it's a damn good show. All right, fine, <laughs> fine. He's also the author of Sound of the Beast, uh, the complete history of heavy metal. Uh, we've also got Emperor Rhombus, uh, one of my favorite columnists <laughs> over at Metal Sucks. Uh, we've got Albert Mudrian, the editor in chief at Decibel Magazine, also the author of the amazing Choosing Death, the improbable history of death metal. Uh, we've got comedian and Slayer super fan John Toll, singer of the band Pit Boss 2000. Uh, and we've got the author of uh, the bloody reign of slayer uh joel mciver he's written a bunch of other books but i mean these are slayer minds and i'm really excited that we're starting things off with the man who in many ways sort of inspired this whole idea of doing the online listening party for repentless he's the author of not just one but two books about slayer one being the definitive book about rain and blood on the 33 uh, 33 and the third series and also the uh, slayer the jeff and dave which is a brilliant book for every Slayer fan. It's a must-read, must-own book. Uh, DX Ferris, who is here. So, DX, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Ah, oh, shucks. Thanks for inviting <laughs> me back. <laughs> Indeed, Kick great ass. to have you, man. Yeah, it's uh, when we think Slayer, we think of you, for sure. Ah, oh, well, thank you. You know, for what it is worth, Metal Sucks was a sponsor of my second full-length Slayer biography. They helped Kick make ass. possible a lot of the good photos, so... Yeah, not for nothing. Is is metal sucks. In the That's awesome. Well, all right. So let's talk about repentless. Uh, where 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 does this stand for you, DX? You got the official word. Yeah, you know, here is how I rank the Slayer albums. This is uh, maybe something distinct to me, but for context, this is how I rank them. Number one, of course, Rain and Blood, followed by Hell Awaits, and depending on what kind of mood I'm in, maybe Undisputed Attitude. Uh, Show No Mercy, South of Heaven, Seasons in the Abyss. Depending on what kind of mood I'm in, any of those can be anywhere between two and six. Following that, I have Diabolus and Musica. Then I have this, Repentless, depending on how you count the covers albums. So that would make this either Slayer album number eight of 12 or seven of 11. Uh, followed by, in interchangeable order almost, I, I think below this album you have God Hates Us All, you have World Painted Blood, you have Christ Illusion, and then you have Divine Intervention. So I think that what Slayer have done this time, and it's, you know what it's like reviewing music, new music is exciting. You get an album, you listen to it, you write a great review, and then maybe you never reach for it again. That certainly happens. Mm-hmm. So with that qualifier, I think that what Carrie and Tom, without the benefit of their greatest and most prolific collaborators, um, Dave Lombardo, Jeff Hanneman, I think that Carrie and Tom this time out have created the best of the non-great Slayer albums. What do you think uh, contributed to that? Do you, I mean, do you think that's... It's, I hate that it's like, well, we've got to make this good because you know we don't have Hanneman again. I don't know if that's what it is, yeah. or is it mean, can respond to challenges to it. But I don't think this album's success artistically hinges on Hanneman's pretty meager contribution to it. You know, to me, this album, what is going to make me reach for this before God hates us all and before World Painted Blood, is the strength of the first two tracks. 
Uh, the first one is something that has been done in metal before, but Slayer has never really truly done before. And the first true song, the title track, that is a ripper. Let's hit play on these right now, and let's uh, give it a listen. We can talk about it as we're as we're as we're jamming. Because yeah, this uh, this first track is called "Delusions of Savior," uh, and it's it's a build basically, right? But yeah, it's, it's a two minute instrumental intro, and you know, very much in the tradition of Exodus's "Call to Arms," uh, Priest the Hellion. Uh, more recently, we've seen it with Carcasses, 1985. Yeah, uh, Megadeth yeah. into the lungs of hell. To a lesser degree, Metallica's battery, you know, Dio's last in line. But it's a distinct um, instrumental build, as you said, and they're already opening shows with this, which is exactly what you want from this kind of song. Yeah, because it feels like a march, like it's marching into something that's going to be, uh, gives it a little more gravitas. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe it starts with uh, with the tape plan, then... Uh, you know, Paul Bostaff comes out and hits the drums, and everybody goes yeah. crazy, and it reaches a crescendo, <laughs> and bam! Well, one of the you things know? I was talking about before we started recording was just about how, like, you know, this Slayer album for me is is was like I'm more excited for this album than I think I am for just about any other album since their last one. It's like it's like you know it's the run to the store and open up the shrink wrap and all that. And this song to me just like plays right into that idea, you know? Right. You know, this is. I mean, you know, with Slayer, the the brilliance and the miracle of Slayer is you always know more or less what you're going to get. Yeah. And this is the first time in a long time that we've had any truly significant question marks. You know, what are we going to get this time? Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I have the non-gap or the gap. I think I got the gap. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Everybody in the audience is just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> track two, Repentless. Title track. So, so this is the track that that they had put out to the public everybody had heard this before right yeah you this- know, they, they had put out a couple other ones that i think were markedly inferior to this now, i think this is the good one i don't know if they set us up intentionally but i will take yeah, this me- over the previous releases any day well because implode yeah. was the first one that came out uh, I think <laughs> I think repentless was the second one and cast the first no stillness comes is the stillness uh comes, yeah. is the second one and yeah, then, when I heard Repentless, the, to me it was like the, now, oh, now I'm psyched. You know, this is going to be good. This is a statement. Yeah, this is the fastest one. You know, something I've been fixated on lately with Slayer is that you know, especially in reference to the couple songs they released before this one was they were just kind of mid-tempo songs, and Slayer at medium to sort of fast is never very interesting. Uh, as my love for the covers album will testify, I'm a hardcore fan. I like mm-hmm. punk. And I think that Slayer has always been at their best when they are displaying some kind of punk influence, when they're going faster, when there's a mosh pit kind of groove going on. And Slayer in Judas Priest mode, when they're kind of slower and more methodical, that was never very interesting to me for long. Yeah, so this To is me, the dead. measure of quality, you know, especially in the last few albums, has been that Slayer is at their best. They're just going this fast. Yeah, this has definitely got uh, got that hardcore, got that DB going. To, yeah, it's it, it's a nice uh, it's a nice rhythm and a, and a good riff too at the same time. 
Is this Hanum, uh, is this King trying to channel Hanneman, or has King been doing this for, for a while now as a song? Well, Hanneman has played his own leads on the album, and they play so closely they are you know, to the casual fan, and even to me, I think they're interchangeable sometimes. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of both. Plus now, Holt in. does play on the album. You know, Holt, uh, you know, I, I have much reverence and admiration for Holt, but he doesn't really knock my socks off on anything he really does on this album. I don't know why that is. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I can, I can picture like Holt just hoping that this isn't the last album, so that way he can <laughs> contribute more in the future. Maybe Carrie will let me write a song next time. You know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't see anybody saying, "Hey, you know, Paul. Hey, Gary, you gotta, gotta tone it down a little bit. Don't be so good on this album." So we can only <laughs> guess why it came out the way it did. But uh, it did come out a certain way, and I, I don't think that. Um, yeah, either both staff or either uh, Holt really, really leave their fingerprints on this album much. You know, I don't know. I've, I I feel like the both staff thing is pretty is pretty obvious because it feels like it feels like those drums are precise, and that's something that you know Lombardo is not not known for. He's a you know he always felt like he was about to fall off the side of a cliff. You know, hit pause real quick. Okay. <laughs> To me, Paul's style has always been very much, um, very much more mechanical than yeah. Lombardo's. He's been sort of this big mechanized thing where Lombardo is this barely controllable beast. Exactly. And it's it's interesting because Paul didn't play that way before Slayer. If you listen to his drumming in Forbidden, he plays a lot more like Lombardo. He's mm. a lot more loose and a lot more wild. And I think this one kind of splits the difference between the two. But he's more simple, more mechanical, just. Go, 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 go. I don't think the mix really does him any favors. I don't think the production does him any favors as well. Thank you very much. DX, you're the man. Oh, you're the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. We appreciate it. The first ever uh, kicking off the the Slayer listening party, man. We appreciate you. Hey, no problem. Check out (laughs) SlayerBio.com for all your Slayer information needs. All right, we're going to keep on rolling with this uh, Repentless online listening party, and I'm super excited. We got an amazingly talented musician, an awesome mega Slayer super fan, uh, Eli Santana of the band Holy Grail. Uh, they got one of the best albums from 2000. What was it? 13 or 2012? How long has it been now, Eli? With uh, uh, Ride the Void? 2013. Yeah, uh, 2013. yeah so, you, uh, you guys are about due, right? You got you got We're working on one now, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're actually wrapping it up now, so hopefully uh, early 2016, uh, it should be out for everybody, and um, hopefully it doesn't disappoint. Awesome. It's been a while. (laughs) We got to tell everybody, Holy Grail official, uh, sign up on all your your Facebook, your Twitter, and all that stuff, of course, and then you guys have got a couple shows coming up uh, in the next few weeks with uh, Flotsam and Jetsam and Death Angel, right? Yeah, I'm super pumped about that, like... uh, I'm a huge uh, Death Angel fan, and uh, I finally got to see Flotsam and Jetsam like uh, a year ago, and uh, been a big fan of theirs. So this is like kind of double awesome. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's awesome. Are those dude. in the Bay Area? Um, well, actually, one's uh, one's in San Francisco, um, and then the other one is in um, <clears throat> L.A. at the uh, Roxy. So it's nice. a nice, uh, tight little club. Should be fun. Cool. Well, cool. we invited you here because you're a huge Slayer fan, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they, they changed my life. 
<laughs> as well as uh, many other people, especially uh, many others on this podcast, to say the least, man. So yeah. new new album's called Repentless, and you are taking track number three and track number four. Uh, so let's hit play on track number three called Take Control, and we can talk about what we're, uh, what we're jamming to. So press play now. Oh. Eli, what do you think of this riff, man? I'm into it, man. It's just uh, uh, coming out swinging with the, with the drum picking. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, it, it's cool because it's kind of like uh, evil, like kind of black metal-ish, but I think black metal took from them, so I think it, it's Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? I was just thinking about like, all right, so quick story, right? Like I I had bought this uh, bootleg of Slayer uh, on VHS like years upon years ago. Like it was like a hella weights tour or something like that. And a buddy of mine stole the VHS tape and then took it to his house. And I was like, I got to get it back. Got to get it back. And then it, <laughs> a, a Christmas tree caught on fire in his house. His dad tried to stuff it out the back door. The whole house caught on fire burned down like half of his brothers and sisters died his dad died it was the saddest thing ever but the whole time i'm like god damn it my vhs bootleg slayer it's gone man yeah oh, how do you broach that? how do you broach that you don't you don't yeah, have, totally. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, man, no- real, real sorry about your dad dude but did you go back from my tape <laughs> like did you recover anything like there's no like statute of limitations of that being an okay question you know yeah right totally. <laughs> so you stoked for the uh for this album to come out uh on for i mean are, is this like something that you're looking forward to were you thinking about this in the back of your head i mean is that is that the kind of fan are you ready to be there in the morning when it comes out oh yeah well uh yeah i've always been pro slayer no matter what but uh you know obviously uh Miss Jeff Hanneman like crazy. Yeah, and I, I never never met him, but just you know, his playing and just riff writing and um and use of uh, catcher's uh, shin guards were, was was awesome as well. But um, uh, them adding Gary Holt, it was just like okay, I I'm totally in. Like just I haven't been this excited about Slayer in a long time. Um, just because. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's a he has a precision that I think uh, is, is you know going to be interesting to be mixed with Slayer. And from what I've heard already, and actually on this song as well, it's just uh, I don't know. It's it's a cool uh, it's a cool turn, turn for Slayer. So I'm definitely pumped to hear the whole thing when it, or get the whole thing when it comes out. What I thought was interesting about this track in particular is that the guitar tone to me sounded kind of interesting. That guitar solo's got that sort of like really almost like roughness to it, or I don't know how else to describe it. Like it, like like the the pedal was like dragged in dirt before. You know what I mean? Totally. Like it's also different for uh, it's like a different tone for Gary, like his lead tone from like all the Exodus um, stuff, and and, it, and it's kind of like. Uh, he has an amazing tone, so it's awesome to hear him, like, without all that, kind of through the, like, Slayer, just, like, raw Marshall, like, straight up. So it's just like, oh, there's Gary not hiding behind anything. Yes, he does rip, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then this this track right here, it's, it kind of grinds down a little bit a little bit slower. There's a little more mid-tempo sort of thing that, that comes in. It's... I don't want to say it's like sort of what uh, you're getting a little bit more of from Slayer now, because I mean, when you hear a song like the title track, like Repentless, that's really fast and shit, 
it's like this one. Uh, this is a good kind of in the middle of the record sort of um, sort of vibe. Like you're kind of getting to that lull in the center. I, I I'm into it. I, I know uh, it's not like crazy and insane mosh nonstop, but like uh, them just really embracing all these like tough dynamics. And I'm so far, I'm sold, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting too. Is like I'm always thinking about these albums in terms of like, okay, which songs are going to make it to the set list? You know, and I don't think that like either of these two tracks necessarily would like make it to a set list necessarily even on like the next tour but they're like really solid album tracks i'm pretty happy with it yeah i i i agree um it's like uh yeah it doesn't feel like there's uh you know from what i've heard i haven't heard like a a, a skip song or a filler song like you know i i'd love to hear these songs live you know yeah, yeah. I think the last one actually would 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 sit pretty well. The the take control would would be a good one to to, to throw in there. Do you guys yeah. when you're when, I mean you got a new album that you're doing? I mean, are you always think always thinking in terms of like okay, this riff is going to be for the our most awesome song, or is it okay every once in a while to have a song where you're like this is just going to make the album? I don't think it's going to make the set list, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, like I mean, there's songs where it's just like. You know, unless we do, like, an, an evening with Holy Grail. Like, I don't know. I have certain... <laughs> I feel like, okay, this song we're probably not going to play live. and, and uh, But those end up being, like, requested a lot. And so I'll, you know, either, either add a bunch of overdubs or play something really hard. So I'm like, ah, that's just album me. And then I end up... <laughs> we end up do having to play it, and I kind of screw myself over. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would picture with like Slayer, you know, they've they're set. I mean, they're like it's like going to see Paul McCartney in concert. You know, like they they could play for you know forty tracks, and there's still going to be people walking away going, "I didn't hear that one song." You know, so like when they're writing <laughs> yeah. the album, they got to be like, "Well, you know, we're just going to do something awesome every time, and if it works, it doesn't, or doesn't either way. It's all good." No, I, I totally feel the same way. I- it's funny, I actually saw Slayer and Paul McCartney in the same year, <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was kind of the same thing for me. It was just like, you know, I didn't hear uh, Paul McCartney sing uh, Come Together, even though I think it was a John Lennon song, but then I saw Slayer uh, in Belgium, and I didn't get to hear, you know, uh, uh, Die by the Sword, and so, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally, yeah. totally. How great is it to have a career where you got songs that great songs that don't make it? You know, that's uh, all right. Hit pause on that right there. Hit pause on that, and uh, and that was uh, track number what three, four, something like that. Yes, track four. Yeah, Eli Santana from Holy Grail. Thank you very much for joining us for this, man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having me and get me some. uh, a running start into the Slayer album. I, I will <laughs> do this any day of the week. Man. Hell yeah! <laughs> the Repentless Listening Party continues this uh, with with John Toll, our next guest. Awesome, John Toll. JohnToll dot com got, got a bunch of really awesome podcasts, a couple of awesome bands. He's a funny ass guy. Uh, John, thanks for joining us, dude. Thank you so much for having us on, and I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Hell yeah! You get the song that was actually released on the Adult Swim singles program it was like a free song that they just released over the summer too so it's like tied to 
Comedy Central for some reason. That would seems really odd to me. Does it surprise anyone that, that a Slayer fan and somebody smoking weed in the middle of the night would not be the same person? Good point. Yep. <laughs> the, they're going to love Rick and Morty, and they're going to love Slayer. Yeah, that's I, it. As a, as a person who loves both, yeah, they got it right. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Well, let's kick yeah. off uh, track number five, everybody. Uh, you've been on pause. Go ahead and hit play right now on number five. Oh, yeah. So, John, what 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 did you think about as you started hearing the song? Uh, well, I'm I'm always I'm always um, I always want to hear how quick they get to the song. Anytime a song, you know, any, anytime there's like a like a musical interlude, I'm like, okay, well, how long are we going here until until the punishing drums come in? So that's the I mean that's the the, the one the one thing about this this song is that the both have drumming on it is beast. It's it's like. I don't know. It's almost like they just somehow uh, mixed the drums with thunder. I don't know how that's possible, <laughs> but I think that's what they did. That's freaking good. Yeah. yeah, no, because I mean, when you when you hear like when you hear the way they they mixed like when he's like rolling like any anytime he's rolling into a part and they're and they're um, and they're palm muting into it, it's 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 it's, it's, a, it's its own entire thing inside of the song. So the power is there throughout the album. It's amazing. I feel like this is a throwback to like uh, to to the Lombardo a little bit because it's got so it, it feels like the drums are so important to the song in particular that that it it feels like those those older songs from the nineties uh, from the late eighties that that are that are that it's that important. Well, I almost I almost I almost like when when you when you look at Flair, I almost sometimes wish that the band itself was rotating like the song is. <laughs> because everybody, because everybody technically is a frontman in the band, yeah. Which is which, which makes it amazing. At that, at that point, you're like, you mean that's that's what's cool, and there's so much dynamic to it that whatever's happening in it, it's like not only is that that part front and center, but then you hear also everybody else just absolutely holding it down. So I, I, I was like, I thought it had, I thought like some of the some of the mid tempo down pick stuff was like, um, kind of like the, the the power of like. Machine Head burned my eyes. Remember how I don't know what you guys were yeah, like. Yeah. Remember, remember when, like when that album came out, it had so much force to it. And this, and I'm hearing it now, and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I get that same feeling. This is absolutely Slayer, but this takes me back to when I was a kid then in the early '90s, and it takes me back to when I was a kid in '83 when I first got them. Now is that so. the that's the mark of a good Slayer record, right? I mean, yeah. For me, the uh, if, yeah, I mean. For, for me, a good Slayer record is, you know, where does it stand up in my, you know, I have a living list of what I believe is, is the best Slayer record on down. So, I mean, it's, and it's, and I, and, and, and for me, this, this definitely ranks, this definitely ranks near the top. So that's pretty awesome. That's actually a bold statement right there. Yeah. This song yeah. in particular for me just took me right back to Seasons in the Abyss hanging out of like the the truck window of my buddy's truck with a baseball bat in my hand and nothing but mailboxes <laughs> all the way down the road. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a That's golden fucking summer is what that is. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell exactly. Yeah. yeah. Music to vandalize too. I see that on the back of a t-shirt. <laughs> Uh, totally. Yeah, I mean, I I hear the song and I'm like, man, I could I can picture somebody being 17 in 2015 and totally going nuts for with this, you know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. I was in I was in middle school the first time I heard Slayer, so it was like it was it was a game changer at that point because nobody was that ferocious, nobody was that fat, nobody was that dark, and so it's like they, they always hold that spot in my heart. And so now it's like when I hear the new stuff, I'm like, yep, they're still there, and that's awesome. And, 
there are other bands that are now darker, faster, and all that thing, all that stuff, but there's nobody who sounds like Slayer. All right, everybody, no, hit no, pause. It, hit pause real quick. Okay, all right. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, I mean, because the, the thing is, is, like, when you know when you know your musical style, the ins and the outs, you were there when it was made in the beginning, and then at that point, you're that you're just taking you're just taking creative risks, but staying inside of the the insanity genius master that is the overall plan of the band, you know, which is great. I mean, it's, I don't know, like I, I know you guys already talked about the song "Repentless," but it, it has that aspect. I feel like I feel like Carrie, like like chewed up and ate 25 copies of undisputed attitude and just wrote the best riffs he's ever written. <laughs> that thing is, I, it's, it's a, it's a punch in the face the whole way through. The pacing is of its right. And it's, it's great. John oh, yeah. toll, John toll.com singer of pit boss 2000. I imagine you're going to be on stages doing comedy all over the country. Eventually look for him everywhere. Thank you, John, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it guys. Flair lift. Our next guest for the next couple tracks we've got here is Albert Mudrian from Decibel Magazine and the most excellent book, Choosing Death, uh, the history of, of death metal. It's, a, it's just an absolute crucial book. Everybody's got to have it. Albert, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, gentlemen. Awesome. All right, uh, Chuck? The Slayer Repentless Listening Party continues. Press play on track number six. Albert. Yes, your, your your enthusiasm is not matching uh, uh, John Toll, who is just with us, or or my enthusiasm for the record, or DX's for that matter. Yeah, what's DX going on? Really? Uh huh. Wow. Hmm. You know, these guys maybe have more invested in Slayer than I do. Maybe that's the problem. Um, but no, you know, look, it's a Slayer record. It's 2015. It's it's really it, it's. There's been so much set up with this album. I've been like, I feel like I've been teased with this album for, I don't know how many years now. And uh, it might have just kind of worn me down to the bar of expectation. Uh, didn't really match up with what was actually delivered, at least in my mind. Well, at least well, for this song, especially. Yeah, because we've, we've had a single for... Uh, shoot for how long now it's been almost a year and a half since implode came out right yeah imp uh, yeah implode is definitely over a year and then this song was like i guess the next song that they released yeah. a while later and and you know those first two songs in particular i felt were just whew, not not really leading with maybe the your best foot forward um i mean this song in particular i, I mean chuck do you mind just like hitting fast forward for the next three minutes because I think that's the only time that it happens is like the last 45 seconds of this song where there's a riff that's memorable and probably could have got turned into a decent song, but there was like, yeah, fuck it. Just outro it for 45 seconds. That's good enough. Now it's weird See, because, I, because I'm, I, I get a pretty good response from this on my radio show, right? Like, like people kind of dig this, dig this, like dig this riff. It's, I mean, it's not the anything. Main riff? Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. Like, like the the riff that's the sleepy version yeah. of Seasons in the Abyss. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know it's why sleepiness you in the Abyss is that sleepy, you tired twenty five year old version of that. But all right, fine. Um, I, See, mean, I thought that like the acoustic intro of this song was like one of the only like really bad choices on the album. Like for the most part, it seemed like not having Rick Rubin involved really ended up being okay. Well, I mean, who cares? What's right? I mean, 
who was Rick Rubin really doing? I mean, like, from what I understand, like, the dude isn't even in a room, like, for 95% of the recording for records. Like, he just, he just shows up, he inhales some tofu dogs, and then disappears into the ether and collects a check. Like, whatever. (laughs) It's honestly, it's, it's all about the songwriting at the end of the day. And when you have one guy who wrote an entire record, it might not be that interesting of a record, you know, unless that guy is, like, extraordinarily prolific. And... Most dudes who take five to six years to crank out a record probably aren't. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to sound like somebody who's just a complete hater because I, you know, I own every Slayer record. I absolutely adored them at a period in my life, and I can still listen to this album and hear some things that I like. Like, I'm really jealous whoever got to talk about the title track. That's a good song. Um, that <laughs> that song pretty much st- to anything in their canon, really. But the record itself just is like a, I don't know, it's like a big flat line to me. And this song, I mean, honestly, nothing happens. Nothing happens until the last 45 <laughs> seconds. Don't fool yourself. Well, so, Did I you- mean, is that is that, do you think that's part of it, though? I mean, because I do the same thing like with Iron Maiden because I'm such a huge fan of the early material that it sort of colors anything that happens later on. Is Do you think that's part of how we view Slayer in, in the scope of their history? You know, where, where you're listening to it, it's like, well, there's no fucking seasons in the abyss, so whatever. No, I, I think I think what happens is it's more that, hey, like, this band recorded Seasons of the Abyss, or yeah. South of Heaven, or Rain, Rain and Blood, or Show No Mercy, or Hell Awaits, whatever. Like, so they get, they get, they start by getting a pass, you know? Like, all of a sudden, it's yeah. like, hey, okay. I mean, if they did that, they can't be fucking this up that bad, right? Right? And really... <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. You know, they can. Um, But again, it's like if anybody else, my problem with it is if anybody else like released this record um, in 2015, you wouldn't give a shit. I mean, honestly, it's because it, it, you know, it's got the Slayer logo on it. It's got, you know, Tom Araya mailing in his vocals and it's got all this nice familiarity that we built our youth around so of course it's warm and comforting in those respects but if you actually start breaking it down like i mean it's just it's just an average record you know are you it's, the, it's just one an of the average dudes? thrash record by an old thrash band do you want to hear gary holt's contribution to slayer in the future or or not or, or where would you stand on holt's contrib? you know he's not contributing on this album songwriting why should he have been I don't know. I mean, if he if he have made better songs, yes. Um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a loaded question, really. It's like, what do I want from Slayer? I don't want anything else from Slayer. Honestly, Slayer gave me everything I ever wanted. And now, like, if they can go out and tour and play shows, and I'm sure you know they're still going to destroy. Fantastic, no doubt in that. And you know they'll play what maybe one or two songs from this album, and that'll be that. And then by the time, if there is another Slayer record, and, and Gary Holt does contribute to that, by the time they go out on tour for that, there'll be one song at most in their set from this record, and it'll just be forgotten about, pretty much like every single Slayer record post Seasons of the Abyss. No, I'm just trying to think is like what what is an old thrash band to do, right? I mean, so what do they do? Do they just say? Well, you can write good songs. Yeah. I mean, look, look at Testament. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I would true. say I'd say maybe start with some good songs. I mean, I can like <laughs> I can listen to te- I can listen to Testament records the whole way through the last two, 
And I was never even a huge Testament fan. Testament meant like nothing to me compared to what like a band like Slayer meant for a, a period in my my youth. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just, it's like I think that everybody is just. I think everybody's let the legacy kind of cloud their vision a little bit of of what this record is. And that's fine. I understand it. I mean, I'm probably doing the exact same thing with the Iron Maiden record. So, you know, I get it. Yeah, I can totally... Uh, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from on that. It is it is hard to do. Did anything happen in, in this song yet, by the way? <laughs> I don't know. Do we, we finish? Are we there? No, no, we're not quite there. We still have <laughs> one minute. Christ. We still got a minute see, and a half left. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, you know, on the, if they the called cost. it Choosing Death, I'm sure you would have loved this album. <laughs> What's that? Man. But so far, I mean, it, it's it is crazy. As like so far, you are the 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 detractor. You're the you're you're the. I am the lone voice of dissent. The lone voice of dissent in the in the middle of this. So see it, and I hear Array's vocals here. To me, he sounds like he's really passionate about it. You know, he's, yeah, he sounds like, sound like he's mailing it in. He sounds like that's take 400, dude. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> Wait, that's possible. Like, that's possible. I mean, you know, the take 400. I don't say, I mean, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Ray is take 400. 400. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right, there Albert, you go. We'll man. stop punishing you now. All yeah, right, you, yeah. Man, you made a shit sandwich, man. You pooped right in the middle of this awesome bun. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's what I do. Uh, that's why we love you. I'm the you. real party smasher. That's why we love you. Hit pause on that right there, by the way. Hit pause oh, on yeah. track seven there. So, oh, We'll continue on here in a little bit, man. <laughs> Albert Mudrian, Choosing Death, Decibel Magazine, decibelmagazine.com. Everybody should be subscribed and everybody, everybody should be reading Choosing Death because it's just vital, vital, vital. I'm super excited about our next guest because there's there's there are great minds about Slayer, <laughs> and then there's Joel McIver, the author of the Bloody Reign of Slayer, uh, <laughs> along with DX Ferris. You guys are like the you're as, as top of the food chain on knowledge of Slayer that there is in the world. So I'm very honored to have you joining us. Thank you, Joel. Well, that's very kind of you to say that. And uh, I'm honored to be mentioned in the same breath as Dave Ferris, who did amazing books on Slayer. So thank you very much for having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I should also add... Yeah, I should also add, like, like the Max Cavalera autobiography that, what, did you, like, ghostwrite it? I don't know how you describe that, but... That's uh, no, a, I was that's... Max's uh, co-writer, so um, oh, a ghostwriter yeah, gotcha. doesn't, get, doesn't get their name on the cover, doesn't get a share of the royalties uh, and so okay. on. Uh, so, it, no, it's it. an important distinction. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to do, hell of a lot of fun. Oh, my God. Like, I just, it's an amazing, amazing book. Now you got to do his wife's. Uh, and then Bible of Butchery, also great. And like, and like 40 other books that you've done like last month, you know, like you've got, if, if somebody's <laughs> right. written a book about metal, it's probably written by you. So that's, well, that's I've, so, that's I've so uh, been lucky enough. People keep asking me to write the stuff. It's been uh, 16 years I've been writing them and um, there's a whole lot of good stuff coming down the pipe as well, which I'll let you know about in due course. And uh, no, it's just nice that people want to read my stuff. That's the main thing. I don't know. There's not many bands left that you can really, really examine out there that uh you know i just i just think the pool is so shallow at this point right well it depends 
um, if you're interested in writing about bands who have a, a long history behind them, mm. certainly that those are in short supply at the moment. But uh, if you're interested in sort of cool new bands that are coming up, then there's millions of good, you know, true. good good uh, good artists worth your attention. Very true. Very true. Well, we've got the new Slayer record. Uh, we've had it in our hands uh, for a little bit. This uh, Slayer listening party with uh, uh, you get the, you get the first single. So let's go ahead and hit play on track number eight, and let's start talking about Implode. This one is the uh, it, it's been it's been around for a while actually it's been around for like a year years maybe year plus at this point so I don't know if it's quite as long as that but I mean it's it's certainly several months that we've had a sort of chance to get our teeth into it see I want to say that I that they released this as something else before like way before the record was even announced and this was one of those ones that's been hanging around for a while oh just to kind of um. Keep, keep, keep people going yeah i think it was announced i think you're absolutely right it was announced as a thank you to the fans that's for right some, for the live show they did at some point right was it at the yeah. Golden Golf or something uh, yeah, 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 yeah 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 that was it yeah i really enjoyed this song i think it's amazing and what'd you think of the the album as a whole what's your impression as, uh, of the whole thing well, you know, I hate to say this because this is a listening party, but I was largely disappointed. <gasps> really? Um, uh, yeah, I went and heard it ages ago uh, at Nuclear Blast um, uh, headquarters in London. I've subsequently heard it a few times, hoping it's going to grow on me. Um, but I've tried to stay positive because I do love Slayer with a passion. Um, and what I, I mean, I've identified, you know, two or three or four really good songs. And that, I think, is OK. I'm, I'm all right with that. Um, a lot of the stuff uh, I, I have found is a little bit pedestrian. Um, but what I found with recent Slayer albums, certainly uh, since God Hates Us Always, that there tends to be a really killer lead-off single um, and a couple of other good ones, and then the rest is kind of meh, and that, that's how I feel about this one, unfortunately. What Do you miss Jeff Hanneman in this album? Uh, uh, no, not really. Um, I've always really enjoyed Kerry's writing. I mean, I, I obviously wish uh, Jeff hadn't come to a sad, premature end, but uh, no, I... I, I, I the, the, I, I never really distinguished that much between the songwriting styles of the two guys. They, they, they both wrote heavy. They both wrote moody. They both wrote really, really brutally fast. So, no. Obviously, I wish he was still around, though. He was a cool guy. Yeah, but you don't, th- you, you don't think that that would have affected the way that some of this may have turned out? or cause one I of th- don't really, no. And you've got to remember, he wasn't uh, a hugely active member of the band for the last few albums as well, right? True. Kerry, Kerry was recording all his guitar parts, although he was also recording a lot of the bass. Uh, and really, really driving the band on the songwriting. And he's been doing that since they came back uh, with God God Hates Us All. So one of the things we were talking about is that you don't see the presence of uh, Gary Holt as far as like in the in the writing of this record. Yeah. Now, going forward, I wonder if that's going to change the scope of things. Oh, I mean, I hope so. I love Exodus. I think Gary's this complete hero. Uh, so I, I would love to see how that how they mesh together uh, when it comes to songwriting. I think that said, it was right. That, that Kerry held held Gary back for this first album, just mm. so they kind of segue into uh, uh, the, the new lineup. Um, but no, I mean, you know, the Exodus is such an amazing band. Imagine the Exodus Slayer melange; it'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Why? I don't miss Lombardo. Funnily enough, um, yeah. I'm a big Dave Lombardo fan, but I think Bostaff did such a good job on this record. I, you know, I, I don't. I think they, I think they're a very strong lineup right now. 
I agree. And I was going to say that, like, it, it seemed to me like live Bostaff is very different from this recording. This recording, it seemed almost like the drums were produced with that almost sort of um, awkward vibe to them that, that Lombardo normally provides. Right. Well, I, I mean, the, the, this whole re-recording that we're hearing now of Implode, it's much... Well, it's not. I say it's much. It's slightly smoother. It's slightly more relaxed. Uh, they've obviously been playing it live for, for ages and ages and ages. Um, there's a different feel to it. I interviewed Kerry last month, and he told me that they specifically re-recorded it because they didn't want Dave Lombardo on the new record, um, wow. which makes sense, I guess, given the legal stuff they've been through. Yeah. But um, I don't think there's a massive difference in sound. It's just a slightly slicker, cooler version of an already cool song. Yeah. Well, now this song is uh, "Piano Wire." This is the only one that has uh, got Jeff Hanneman as a credit in the uh, in the writing of it uh, on this new record, and that's a real shame because I think the song's really boring, um, and Jeff, Jeff deserved better. I mean, he uh, he wrote "Psychopathy Red" right from the last record, um, which just blew my mind. I mean, that was one of the best Slayer songs in years and years and years, um, and yet I know, I don't think this this one is particularly representative of his of his great talents. And this is just my opinion. Other people may think this is a really good song. Uh, I just think it's kind of stock and a bit pedestrian and, and you keep waiting for it to take off and it keeps not doing it. Yeah. And uh, it ends suddenly. And no, I, I, I'm not a fan of this song, unfortunately, but that's not to say that, uh, that uh, other people should feel that way. I'm sure lots of people will enjoy it a lot. Makes me wonder if it was something that was, uh, that was on the cutting room floor, basically like it was something that was a thought that was never complete. And, yeah. and they try yeah. to flush it out or and it just didn't quite make it to another record or something like that i mean who knows yeah. i mean what to, to carry's credit he'll tell you straight out if you ask him you know, yeah exactly what happened but um i don't know i just think it's 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 a shame it's 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 not it's it, it shouldn't have shouldn't have uh, made the record you know it should have stayed on the in the vault <laughs> do you hmm. think that like hanneman's gonna be kind of like tupac like every slayer album for the next <laughs> well i think granted yeah. only one every six years but for the next couple decades is gonna have one that one last <laughs> hanneman riff that they were well, they're I, able to locate i would like that but again you have to ask kerry i mean i i don't think there's i don't think he left that much stuff behind him and he, he was not a prolific songwriter the last few years because he was dealing with his own issues um yeah and you know and I, I mean i'm happy for kerry to write the stuff i think kerry on form when he's on form he's one of the best songwriters in metal period i mean you know hands down uh it's yeah, just that you know on this record he hasn't written stuff which is all to my taste only to my taste this is my opinion i happen to like the stuff fast and evil um and uh for me the standout song on this album is um, you against you which is just nuts and uh you've, i'm sure you've either talked about it or you're going to and i'm sure people are going to get a big kick out of that one yeah i well i thought that like to me like you know in the wake of hanneman everybody's like oh hanneman's the greatest metal songwriter ever and ever you know sort of carrie got lost in that and i felt like you know love it hate it or not this album really establishes and proves that carrie king is exactly what you're saying a really great metal songwriter I I i would say that many slayer albums have proved that point over and over again um, yeah. You know, Kerry's always written good stuff. I think he stepped out of the picture a little bit for Diabolus, if I'm right. Um, but uh, for most of the other albums, he he really has left his mark. So I don't think it's a case of suddenly Kerry's the great songwriter. I think he always was, frankly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he wrote piece was... by piece, for Christ's sake. Totally. All right, make sure you hit pause on that track right there. We'll continue here with the listening party in just a little bit. So, uh, yeah, a couple more songs to go before we get through with this record. 
But um, Joel, we're Joel, so happy to have you, man. Thank you very uh, much. Come on, it's an honor to be on. Thank you so much. All right, we're in the home stretch of our online listening party for Slayer's new Repentless album. Uh, excited to have Emperor Rhombus from MetalSucks.net with us. Emperor Rhombus, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm doing all right. I've, uh, I'm coming off of many listens of Repentless, so I'm, I'm ready to, to dive right into these two tracks. Oh boy! Let's do it! Oh boy! <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's see. We're gonna. We're on what track number ten right now? So hit play on ten now. Atrocity vendor. And all right, so, dude, what was your first reaction about the album in general? And and then talk about the track. Uh, you know, man, the album in general. Uh, I I I wish it was faster. I wish it was a little more evil, man. I like that evil Slayer. I like that Slayer with some real devil and anti-religious stuff. And a lot of this album is about like beating dudes up and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, there's a there's less Satan on the last couple albums by Slayer than any you know than in the beginning. Like Slayer trajectory's gone down, but the hate trajectory's gone up. I think Ferris talked about that in the when we started this uh, party. Totally. No, it's it's definitely much more I think Slayer are much more tapping into like the fact that their fans are like super angry at religion rather than like, you know, willing to burn it down in the name of Beelzebub and all that shit. Um <laughs> Well, because if you believe in Satan, bro, that's still like believing in religion, man. Right. So yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, man, is like with we all get that. We all understand yeah, right. that. So with that in mind, the devil is awesome, man. <laughs> right? You know, like he's like I love like Paradise Lost, where he's just like a bat winged superhero, fucking bringing down God and shit. I love that shit. And so I was a little disappointed that a lot of these lyrics were about, you know, they seemed to be about like a, it's it, Carrie King kind of the lyrics kind of sound like bully lyrics this time around. You know, there are a lot of lyrics being like, I'm going to beat your ass, buddy. You know, <laughs> I well, just keep it. That, keep that seems about right. Yeah. I mean, I uh, imagine Kerry King shoving me against a locker and being <laughs> like, you know, better fucking watch it. Roll pantless. Roll pantless. Roll pantless. Yeah. As your head is, uh, as you're going slowly unconscious. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Tom on the side being chill, being like, hey, man, leave him alone. He's it's cool. okay, man. Don't worry about that. It's all good. You know, he's all laid back and stuff now. So, you know, he's got the beard. He's just kind of chilling. Yeah. 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 Totally, man. So now, totally. song-wise, uh, this is Atrocity Vendor that we're still listening to right here. What, what, what do you think about this tune? Uh, this one's fast. Know, it's fast. It's fast. I like the the intro. Kind of reminds me of like old Destruction, like the ritual and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's one line where it sounds like Carrie. It sounds like Tom keeps yelling, "Cats are shooting from my eyes," <laughs> which I think is pretty great. Um, but I gotta admit, man, that first line about being an equal opportunity offender is the stupidest fucking thing, man. It's no offense, but it's it's just there's a lot of like them trying to be kind of topical and kind of using these like phrases like equal opportunity where I'm like, come on, guys, you know, like, I don't know. Uh, it's it, it just sounds like a, a, something where Kerry King thought he was very clever writing it where I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then, uh, and then you think, okay, okay yeah, come on, Gary. Well, just yeah, yeah, again, I'm like, would have been better if you'd just been like, I'm the fucking devil. Yeah. So right. you're picturing like Kerry King slams you up against the locker, and he's able to like hack your, you know, locker 
lock code while doing it. You know, that's totally man. Yeah. And fucking cats are just pouring out of his eyes. Man, <laughs> the whole time, you know, just just it's a massacre in this high school. You know? Well, so this is track you number, against you. Yeah, this is track number eleven. This is you against you. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This again, it, it has an interesting introduction. It reminds me of old thrash. Um, I I crack up every time the parts where where Tom is like, "No, what?" I'm like, "What, Tom? Tell me." <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, again with with this one, I just I, I wish there was a a hooky riff. You know, a riff that I could really get into and and get stuck in my head and hum along to. You know, a lot of it is just very much those big lumbering, you know, dun 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 kind of kind of riffs and you know i wish there was something a little more like that riff and like the antichrist or war ensemble you know hmm. i don't know it's funny when i hear like the like that chunky riff that's going on like a doom, 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 you know that's like tempo and everything about it just that's slayer and nobody else you know and like when i hear it it's like cool there's another song on top of that sound and that that i dig gets me excited Totally, totally. No, I mean, what I will say is that You Against You is sort of like, I feel like that's what uh, every Slayer song is about, is just like, all right, now you two fight to the death, you know? Like, <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, man, I just, I wish there was something a little more, like, arch, and again, and evil about it. Um, it's just, it, I feel like it, the, the opening lyrics also, the lyrics in general kind of sound like, I don't know. They sound a little pissy, you know. It sounds like someone who's who's really angry at their friend, you know. <laughs> like, well, somebody didn't pick you up for dinner, you know. Like, oh man, God damn it! It'd be funny if this is this is all a concept album taking place in like Repentless High, you know. <laughs> Dude, dude, I see it. I feel a video concept coming on. Oh my God, Slayer in varsity jackets, man. <laughs> yes. Uh, they did the prison thing, so I think I think we need to change it over. I, th- I, th- I think it's a good idea to go the other way and do the high school, like high, high school high. Let's go for it, man! Like, a- dude, all I'm saying is the the Christmas sweater thing is over, but the heavy metal varsity jacket thing has not yet taken off, dude. dude we it, it's funny too because Slayer are just the metal jocks, you know? They're the guys in metal who could come in and exactly just like. Be like scram twerp, and the Scandinavian <laughs> black metal dudes are like, "Yeah, sure, whatever, guys." You know? <laughs> but I never expected that, though. When I was listening to, you know, South of Heaven and Rain and Blood, I didn't think that this is where things would go. I mean, you know, man, I think it's about getting older. I think it's about different fan bases. You know, uh, I think the Slayer fan base shifted dramatically after God Hates Us All towards a much more like angry and kind of athletic kind of thing. And, uh, you know, man, I, you know, the other thing is that, like, it's interesting because Kerry King, uh, I, I believe, was the valedictorian of his high school class. Wow. And uh, something that always interests me is that in the in the old lyrics, he was very into, like, atmosphere and kind of creating a, a, an image scape and all that. And in these new ones, he's definitely doing much more of just, like, you can tell he saw some dude on the way home and it pissed him off. And he was like, <laughs> fuck that guy, you know, so... Well, I think it also like, and you kind of put that market like undisputed attitude, right? Because that's when they were going back and doing right. this hardcore, right? And that's this is kind of exactly what that hardcore stuff is all about, right? It's a, it's usually kind of a uh, beat 'em up kind of uh, pity, uh, more visceral kind of thing than than any kind of atmosphere or 
headiness or anything like that. That's usually attached to that. And that's kind of what they got to after, I guess, 96-ish, like right in that range. Hey, by the way, hit pause on track number uh, 11 there. Uh, and we will get started again. But yeah, I think that happened sort of after that record. We got a little more of that, and it stands out, you know, today. And, and that makes sense, you know, man. Like I know, I know Slayer love like Judas Priest and shit, but I, I, I think they've always been a little wary of getting too much of that Dio sword and stone and dragon and ride in the rainbow shit going on. And so I think I, I agree that it's probably undisputed attitude where they were like, "What is Slayer really about?" And it's like Slayer's about like the pit. Yeah. You know, Slayer's about like the sweat and the conflict and that feeling of excitement you get when Angel of Death opens. And uh, and I think that's what what's a lot more going on in this album. I never really thought about that, but it's interesting that this album is a lot more focusing on the hardcore past, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, awesome. Rhombus, thank you so much for joining us. Definitely, really brother. Always looking forward to your uh, columns on, on uh, MetalSucks.net. Thanks so much, man. I mean, I'm I'm happy to be here talking about a new Slayer record. Fifteen year old Rhombus is like jumping for joy inside of me right now. Um, I guess I shouldn't be saying on a podcast that I have a fifteen year old inside of me, but, but nonetheless, uh, it's better than you being inside a fifteen year old. So it's all good. True, true. At least this way, I'm I'm the catcher here. But uh, all right, I'm just gonna stop talking. Thanks so much, guys, for including me. And uh, good luck with the rest of the commentary, man. All right, welcome to the podcast, Ian Christie, uh, of course, uh, host of Bloody Roots on SiriusXM and uh, proprietor of Bazillion Points and BazillionPoints.com, dude. Welcome. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thanks. I've got my proprietor jacket on. <laughs> Is that an official, an official actual thing? I think. Yeah, it's kind of like a body bag that got cut into uh, uh, some, something that's kind of rainproof. It's not quite the Century 21 <laughs> gold jacket yet, but, you know, it could the, be. The hood doesn't have any high eye holes. It's just a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's just a rope around the neck. Well, dude, we wanted to get you on because uh, you are doing. You're going to be on for the last song, the final. The, and so you get the last word on this on Repentless, and yes. uh, we we thought it would be fitting. Um, I'm happy to give the final word on Repentless, <laughs> and nobody else's opinion matters after this. <laughs> it's all over. In fact, if you if you want to resequence the record and put this at the very beginning, that's fine. <laughs> we, all right, shall we re- the, shall we hit go? We ready? Let's hit go. All right, let's play do on it. that fancy cassette player of yours. Here we go. Wait. All right, press play on number twelve now. So, speaking of the sequence of the album, what did you think, Ian? What do you, how do how do you think it flows? Um, well, this I, I am happy to be talking over the last song because. Um, this song is kind of it's kind of patched together, you know. It definitely sounds like a jam. A lot of this record sounds like a lot what I like about this record is it's comfortable. There have been Slayer records in the last few years, last, you know, the last few years meaning since the late 90s that uh, it, there was just some of it sounded forced and this doesn't this doesn't sound that way at all. Do you think that that's a result of like Kerry King getting control of this thing? I don't, I don't know if it's anything except they told each other um, it had to sound good to them. Yeah, and it does sound. It sounds like it kind of sounds like a Slayer hardcore record. It's very basic, but it's not. Um, th- this is one. This song is one of the only ones that I think is a little bit uh, autopilot, but. Yeah, but there's not a lot of there's not a lot of like chemistry. There's there's not a lot of like high level. Oh my god, Slayer's mind blowing my mind. But there's there is just a lot of just casual chemistry by 
four guys that have you know known each other 30, 30 years or, or so with with Gary Holt and the other two I mean you know back to the very very beginning of Exodus and Slayer yeah, yeah. those were yeah. brother bands yeah in the very beginning yeah, yeah I think that's so an interesting I, I was idea because this it, record it, didn't sound forced it doesn't sound like something doesn't sound like they're you know trying to be the most evil intense band of all time it just sounds like they're speaking their minds and they're they're um, doing something they're showing off some slayer chemistry without overdoing it yeah yeah it like, is interesting that you bring that up because to me it does sound like this song probably more than the others like this was the sort of song that does sound like it could have come out of a jam session yeah although yeah. it probably didn't you know that's just too, not the too way much so i think really and, and yeah when you just kind of have these like bar chords over a drum beat it also reminds me of when sepultura first really kind of broke big and carrie king seemed to uh, there was kind of a, there was a feud there if you you know can recall the ancient days of, <laughs> of metal and um it's it's undeniable that after that sepultura kind of had an influence on on slayer and you can hear that in this song yeah oh that's interesting yeah, yeah. i could totally see that all you have to do is mentally take Tom Araya out and put in the uh, Max Cavalera action figure. <laughs> now I'm doing that. I'm like, oh, dude. All right. Well, it does seem like they have gotten pretty, you know, pretty comfortable, uh, especially in their live performance. And, uh, you know, recently, I, I it's so strange when uh, you look at Tom Araya and he's screaming at the top of his lungs and then he stops the song and he's smiling. So it, it's and just sort of like enjoying the moment. And this um, on this record, it seems like they're ha- it seems like they're having fun, or it seems like it's actually somewhat enjoyable. I don't. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I don't know if that's if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's like, well, okay, it, it doesn't it doesn't feel as brutal, but at the same time, it's still pretty. It's a it seems it's solid. It's also kind of transparent what the songs are about. You know, there's yeah. a lot of uh, there are a couple of Jeff Hanneman songs clearly, uh, Repentless for sure. And this song is pretty obviously a um, police versus black community riot song. Mm-hmm. And very cagely not taking a stance, really. I mean, it's not anti-cop, and it's it's definitely not pro-cop, but it's it's not, at the same time, it's, it's vague. It's not anti. Yeah, it's intentionally kind yeah, of vague. It's, as it's far not as fuck the point. police either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Um, you know what's amazing yeah, to me is good. this song didn't really come off to me like uh, like a goodbye song, you know, like like that last song on the last album for the you yeah. know from the band. It, but then again, I, you know, based on like the the Hanneman uh, tribute, uh, you know, it just <laughs> Kerry King doesn't come across to me as the kind of guy who's thinking that far anyway. You know what I mean? No, I don't think so. But I think as long kind of I, my uh, this is based on no inside knowledge, just. Uh, paying attention to what's going on it seems like as long as it's fun for tom Araya, things will keep going yeah and um it, it it does it does he doesn't sound like he's straining or forced or you know <laughs> have his arm twisted behind him at all yeah this uh, it's it, the whole thing feels pretty within his range it's it's not stretching it too far as far as yeah i, I totally agree with that like this is right where it should right kind of where what i expected actually and that said they didn't need the song on the album they could have put when the stillness comes here and it would have been tighter and better but well, so what do you think about the album as a whole where does it stand in the slayer canon it sounds you know paul bostaff's drumming is definitely um square compared right. to lombardo but he's an incredible drummer 
and he, it's a, he's an excellent support for the guitar playing that's going on. You don't hear a lot of twin guitar. Um, there's not a lot of Holt, like the Holt Carrie King chemistry is something that hasn't really been unlocked yet. I don't think um, on this record. There's a lot of death metal stuff. There's a lot of this like fast single note riffing, that which of course Slayer invented, but that you don't usually hear that. You don't hear a lot of that outside of like little pieces on on Rain and Blood. Yeah. So that was that was cool. And um, overall, I, it reminds me of like Black Sabbath's Never Say Die, and I don't mean that to be like a. <laughs> you know, I hope it's not their last record, but yeah. um, it has that kind of feeling. Like, listen, let's just get together and do this. It's like the Beatles, let it be. Black Sabbath, never say die, and you know, maybe Voivod's Angel Rat. These kind of like low key records by really, you know, intense bands that burned furiously for a while, and you know, Voivod has come back and made like twenty albums since then. So, <laughs> but, but I think it's, de- it's a definite regrouping. But, yeah. It's really a regrouping. Yeah, I was gonna say sure. that's what it feels like, especially after after World Painted Blood, you know, being what six years ago now. Uh, yeah, it's and with two, eh, I guess, pretty much two new members from from that from that era. It, yeah, um, it, it feels like they're feeling it out, but they know exactly where they should be too at the same time. So they're you know they're not really going crazy off, off the deep end. Uh, trying to write complicated songs, it feels like, just like you said. It's like okay, let's fit this kind of into the pattern and 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 rock it out. But I, I still think it's you know probably some of the best stuff I've heard since either God hates us all. Uh, yeah, I actually enjoy this record quite a bit. I mean, I listen to hardcore all day long, so I'm happy to hear a stripped down, yeah, right, uh, very basic Slayer record. You know, yeah. And all, some of these songs um really sound like they could be hardcore covers that i've never of songs that i've never heard but you know at this point there aren't that many un- uncovered stones in hardcore so i'm pretty sure they they wrote all their own songs <laughs> yeah well and then in comparison to like christ illusion and world painted blood you know it felt like those two records they were trying to cram a whole lot of shit in it's like okay let's put four solos in each song and yeah let's try to let's try to make this sound like Slayer. get you know get as much of the and I think it, it feels like it's a, a more of a, I don't want to say return to form, but it, but kind of a throwback a little bit. Yeah, it's, a, it's an honest record. And here's, here's what they did. They didn't say, oh, God, oh, let's just get together. Let's just make an EP now, and then we'll come back in a year and do a record. They definitely wanted right. to do the full statement and say, listen, this is what we're, we're capable of, like, winging the, we're capable of um, ringing this out full length we're real we're here to stay and i think that was important that they did that i don't know but 42 minutes that's pretty much a doom ep right there so i know for them i yeah. mean for slayer that's practically a double record yeah right <laughs> ian thank you very much for your contribution to the to this podcast and uh, happy and, to and be to here hanging out with us man appreciate it and uh oh murder in the front row your photo album uh yeah that's, that's uh, 400 books. photos of the very beginning of of slayer's uh, life when when Slayer actually it's a lot of photos of Jeff Hanneman, Gary Holt, and Kerry King uh, like get, getting all kissy face together back in 1983 and 84. <laughs> oh man, do we, I'm sure they miss those days too. 
Thank you very much, man. So check out ianbazillionpoints.com and also on uh, SiriusXM on Bloody Roots, the history of metal. Thanks. Well, hell, I guess that wraps up the Slayer Repentless Online Listening Party. Is that? Is, I guess that's the official title, right? The I, I'm fir- gonna, I'm first gonna, ever? De- I'm going to declare this a raving success. <laughs> Already? Absolutely. I think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, now is- can we declare the album a raving success? That's the question. I Oh, absolutely! I would say it's a huge success. I mean, what? All right. So, what was important that needed to be happened that needed to happen with this album? Right. First thing is that Kerry King had to prove that he had to prove Jeff who, right? Yeah. Which I think he did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, for the most know? part. And I think that Slayer had to prove that they could not only be Slayer, but also bring in some new elements. And I heard a lot of new stuff, new ideas going on. Well, and then, too, you're really looking for, do we have another one, maybe two songs that are going to be in the Slayer canon? Like, that's going to be what is in the Slayer list on their playlist live going forward right i think we definitely have that i think there's going to at least delusions of uh, of savior is going to be the opener for their shows uh repentless is going to stay on for sure and probably probably implode i'm just thinking about for the long run right stillness comes yeah it'll be there in the set now but but i'll bet you money that it's probably going to be implode and repentless are the ones that are going to stay on for the long term you know so i think they've they've definitely accomplished it in that respect they've they've written a few songs that are going to stay whatever just like uh just like world painted blood you know that's gonna always be in the in the in the canon totally agree but at the same time i think that this is a better album than world painted blood no i agree with that that this is yeah and i think that the like those album tracks quote unquote make this just a just i mean crucial you know it's just i know that every slayer fan has to own every single single slayer album well yeah you know this is this is you know i think on top of that i think this is a, a, a this is an awesome present from slayer who could do anything they wanted and you know they decided that they wanted to give something that i think their fan their fans are really going to love and i think dx is probably the, the 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 closest to the mark as for as far as what i think is like this is the best of the b list you know you've got the you've got the a list stuff from slayer that is like the the ultimate, the south of heaven, the seasons in the abyss, the rain and blood. You've got that. You've got those, and then you've got the other stuff that came later. And I think this is by far head and shoulders above pretty much any any of those albums. So yeah, yeah you I, can't I'm, touch I'm the trilogy. There's just no, there's no way you could do it. And nobody, they Slayer. I'm quite sure weren't even bothering to try. Yeah, no, I doubt it, man. But uh, thanks yeah. to everybody who came on this uh, this episode. This is pretty cool and a lot of fun to do. And uh, Godless, thank you for uh, th- thank hey, you for thank the idea. You. It's a great idea. So uh, thank you. Can can I run down the list? Real yeah, quick let's run down the list. Uh, one, so so we had DX Ferris. Uh, uh, so check him out at SlayerBio.com. We had Eli from the awesome band Holy Grail. They're at HolyGrailOfficial.com. John Toll, comedian John Toll. He's at JohnToll.com. Uh, he's also. Uh, uh, got uh, his band oh damn pit boss blanking on pit boss i'm sorry pit boss 2000 right <laughs> yes. yeah uh albert mudrian from decibel magazine check out uh, decibelmagazine.com for him uh joel mciver uh author joel mciver you can find a joel mciver uh, m-c-i-v-e-r dot c-o dot u-k uh emperor rhombus from our very own metal dot net and and the great ian christie uh who you can find at bazillionpoints.com and you can find us, of course, on the regular podcast. Make sure you're subscribed on iTunes and all that good stuff. Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, if you subscribe, 
this kind of thing. If we do a special like this, it's going to come right to your uh, right to your inbox there, right to your podcast playlist, and it'll be there so you don't even have to worry about it. Or, of course, you know, we post the regular podcast every single Monday at MetalSucks.net. And you can find us on social media. I'm at Bearded Ape. I'm at Godless Speaks. And till next week, I'm Chuck. I'm Godless. And a special episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey.